Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, we have a great interview with Ben Kirby, Kirby. Kirby. from Preachers Kirby. and Sneakers. So after the intro, you're going to hear that interview, and then we'll be back to talk about it. It was a great interview, and it was a Zoom was interview. Awesome. There's a little bit of a lag because of um, internet weather, but I think mm -hmm. you'll appreciate the interview. <laughs> the, weather, the weather has been really bad on the internet. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Gosh. Bill Gates. Thanks, right. Bill Gates. Thanks, Al Gore. Home tonight. I hadn't planned. I don't know. Plan on it. <laughs> T minus five, four, three, two, one. Booster ignition and liftoff of Discovery. You're gonna die. I'm Raymond Arroyo. We'll see you next time. All right, hi everyone. We are here with Ben from Preachers and Sneakers. Woo! Thank you, Ben, for being on the show here, and thanks for spending some time with us. Thanks for having me, y'all. Yeah, this so, is fun. Appreciate it, y'all. So, Ben, um, for people who don't know, maybe just, I mean, a lot of people know. So <laughs> just give like a quick rundown. You started a social media account. Or you started an Instagram account a while back, and it kind of took off, but maybe just give a quick rundown of your Instagram account. Yeah, two years ago, I was sitting on my couch after. So y'all are from y'all from the Dallas area, so you know Deep Ellum, right? Mm -hmm. Been to Deep Ellum before. Yeah. So I used during my MBA program, I was DJing there, moonlighting, and I uh, played at this place every other weekend or so that no one would ever come to. But I would DJ for like five hours until like three o'clock in the morning. One night, I had DJed well until like three o'clock, three thirty in the morning. So the next day, I slept through church. And for whatever reason that day, I had decided to sit on my couch and watch YouTube worship videos, which I had never done previously in lieu of going to church. And I looked up the song that I liked and I saw the music video and the guy leading worship for the video was wearing a pair of Yeezy 750s. And for whatever reason that morning, I was like, hmm, that, that feels a little weird. These shoes are reselling for like 800 bucks and this guy's a worship leader. I don't know why that makes me feel a certain type of way, but I felt compelled to make a video on my Instagram. And then on the, the other side of YouTube, they serve up all these other videos of kind of similar type guys and girls. And I realized, oh, there's all these pastors and worship leaders wearing like the most sought after kicks uh, in the sneaker world. And so I made a few videos and just saying like, hey, did these sneakers are worth 800 bucks or a thousand bucks. That seems a little weird to me. I mean, that's paraphrasing, but I was a little snarkier <laughs> back then. And uh, nine days later, I, I created the account after somebody encouraged me to, uh, a close friend encouraged me to just do an account doing just that. And I copied those videos over from my personal Instagram. And then um, in a month, I had 100,000 followers and oh. uh, people on all sides getting real angry about religion and wealth and church and all that kind of stuff. And uh, somehow two years later, I am still here. <laughs> my wife and my parents are super proud of, of the uh, life I've chosen to live. What I love about it, um, well, at least when I came aware of the Instagram account was you were kind of like, you weren't explicit about your commentary. It was just, here's a picture, here's the shoe, here's the price. Interesting. And then you would do this kind of, kind of middle of the road snarky, co like copy where you weren't really sure what your stance on it was. 
And then it was almost like a Rorschach test. Like people would kind of read into it. Some people are like, oh, those are dope shoes. And yeah. some people are like, this yeah. is Satan incarnate. Yeah. Like this is the worst thing in the yeah, world. Yes. Was that, was that an intentional? That's exactly like, right. And how'd you navigate that? Sorry, I interrupted you. It's the delay. Oh, My bad. There's My a bad. lag. There's a lag. It's fine. Totally fine. The internet sucks, but uh, the devil's trying to stop uh, us. <laughs> what? What? But like, talk That's to me right, about that. But he won't. <laughs> no, he won't. Mm, not uh, today. Jesus is praying for us. Um, Get behind me. <laughs> so, like, talk to me about that. Was that an intentional decision, or like, how did you n navigate that? Yeah, I, I didn't. When I started making these videos, and eventually, what made the account popular was I would screenshot or repost a pastor's photo that they had posted themselves, and then just juxtapose the price of the sneaker or what it was worth or how much it cost, and that those two things in one picture just made people lose their minds uh, because for a long time, no one had had to contend with the idea that their pastor was wearing $1,500 shoes or the idea that they could potentially afford that kind of thing or afford to not sell shoes worth that much. And so, yeah, the copy thing I, I fell into, like, I'm not a, I'm a writer now, but at the time I was an idiot. I'm still an idiot, but <laughs> for whatever reason, I was able to find this middle ground where I, could write funny quips and let the pictures do all the talking because at the same time i you know i didn't want to alienate one side or the other because i would have just come out i mean like i would have sounded like a jackass if i was like this is always wrong no matter mm -hmm. what like i am so anointed and inspired that i know every single nuanced situation that this is always wrong and people plenty of people came to say that kind of stuff in my comments but me being in the middle i was like dude this this is uh, causing people to lose their minds. Uh, I want to lean into that, but also I'm still trying to figure out all this stuff myself. So that's why I kind of so kept the, the commentary kind of in the middle. Yeah. Is it true that then some pastors started posting pictures of themselves like from the ankle up? And like, you were like, he's not getting my shoes. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> okay, I'll go for your jacket. Yeah. Like yeah. that jacket's from Louis Vuitton, $8,500. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they didn't ex uh they didn't explicitly say that but there was a distinct shift uh the guys that maybe were a little more insecure about ending up on the account but uh they can't a lot of them can't help themselves but wear their designer stuff and so they would rather try to uh, like either not address or not acknowledge that the account exists or uh a lot of them you like you do get to see a lot of insecurities at play because people you know for whatever reason have a ton of designer items and people even raising an eyebrow to it makes them feel uh it makes them angry in a lot of ways so it was an interesting it's still an interesting look into culture christian culture do you think um at a deeper level when something really catches like that i mean i've i've followed instagram accounts where they catch and often it's because it's acknowledging something that a lot of people deep down felt or like you're acknowledging something where it's like, Oh, we can talk about this or, or, and I'm sure like, it's not like you're the first person to ever think of this. You kind of gave a voice to it. Like, what do you think deeper is going on that caused people to really like catch on <laughs> to this account? Yeah. I, I heard from thousands of people that said that exact thing, basically, Hey, me and my community had talked about this, but we never knew how to 
address it or the way that you displayed this made it more tangible or way like a thing to point at to say this is it like this is what i've had beef with um and then the the subject matter itself brings all these different groups of people so like there's a whole atheist uh set of followers that are like this is why i hate religion this mm -hmm. this very thing and then there's people that are maybe like deconstructing or ex-evangelicals that are like this is why i left you know mm -hmm. standard evangelical christianity and then there's an also a subset of people that are still in evangelical Christ christianity that are like this is a problem like we care too much about this kind of stuff and then there's another set of people that are fans of these guys that either want to defend them to me or just be like, oh yeah, he's got so much drip. It's it's crazy. He brought a word last weekend. You should listen to his message, that kind of stuff. So it it uh, appealed to a lot of different types of people. And that was by no design of my own. It, it just ended up, like a lot of it was luck. And, uh, but I was happy to be able to maybe create something tangible for people to point to and start discussing. Now you were anonymous for a long time and then decided to come out as Ben. <laughs> you but, are come out as Ben. Preachers but, and sneakers. Preachers but, and sneakers. But what ben I Kirby. but what I'm but what I'm the most curious about, what has been the most difficult or challenging part of running this account? Like what's been like the most brutal, like worst part, or has there been a worst part of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that question. Not no not many people have asked that um throughout this whole process. So I appreciate it. <laughs> We're high five. It's a couple things. Like one <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah i appreciate y'all making me think the and i usually do this in therapy uh so it's nice to do this for free for once um, the what's the youngest you ever remember feeling this that's way right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um i be like i'm a people pleaser type guy i don't surprisingly enough i don't like upsetting people i don't really care to stir the pot for any reason um this two years in i feel like a responsibility kind of uh to do it now but um the toughest part was like i'm still a christian i still go to church my wife worked at a mega church basically the entire time we did this and uh the toughest part was hearing from christians that basically said you know i was being divisive or that i was causing people to leave the faith or i was the reason people hated christianity or I was going to have to account for the souls of people that left the faith because of me showing the price tag of sneakers, that kind of thing. Like I care, I, I care about that feedback. That doesn't feel great to hear that. And, um, and then, so like that, that's pretty exhausting and doesn't feel great ever. Uh, and then also the, I mean, the whole conversation is just exhausting in and of itself. It, there's no, there's no real concrete answers. It's worth discussing, but it's also not like, if I had the answers, I would tell everybody. Um, and so being kind of seen as one of the guys that's talking about this kind of thing or leading the discussion, it's exhausting just because you wanna be able to help somebody that has these kind of questions. Um, and that takes work, that takes study, it takes research. And I'm just like so unequipped, like I'm a military guy, worked in the business world for a couple of years. I've just gotten no credibility for this kind of thing. But I think that might be the the attraction to some people is that I'm not speaking Christianese a lot of times, or I'm not like, I'll cuss a little bit every once in a while. Like, so I, I've tried to cope with, you know, the position that I'm in, but uh, 
yeah so just it's a very negative thing it causes people to really like truly deep down their colors to come out and be really mean and uh you know that never feels good so how do you how do you navigate it reminds me of uh there was an interview where Jon Stewart from The Daily Show was in an interview with two like serious news reporters and they were saying, you have a responsibility to uh, portray the whole story and everything. And Jon Stewart's perspective was like, we come on before like puppets making prank calls. Like, <laughs> like we don't have a responsibility. We're just doing <laughs> satire. Like this is just... It's just the the point of the Joker or the the court jester is to point out that the emperor doesn't have clothes, like to say mm. to say the thing that that no one will say, and to not care too much about the responsibility of that, just to say it. And like from your perspective, what would you say to people that struggle with that? Because I hear this a lot, and I struggle with this. Like, what is my quote unquote responsibility for? my platform or people understanding what I'm saying or understanding what my take is. And then what is like, Hey, I'm putting it out there. Like Bob Dylan, like the song, it means whatever you think it like what I don't, I'm not going to yeah. tell you what the song means. That's on you. That's your responsibility. I just said it, you know, like what, I don't know. Do you, do you have like a, something that you would say to someone struggling with that or some new way of thinking about that? I'm trailing off on this question. I had a really good question. <laughs> yeah. earlier. Yeah, I'm really. Yeah, I'm, with you. I'm 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 with you. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what? What's your like uh, new take uh, on now? Yeah. Early on, when there's hundreds of thousands of people following and media agencies asking me all these questions about my agenda and everything, and then people getting pissed about me starting this platform and people being mean to each other in the comments. Very like for a long time, I was like, I do have a responsibility for this. I'm going to delete every single negative comment and I'm going to try to apologize to people. And I'm, you know, I feel so bad and I'm going to try to tell them to not harass other people. When in fact, it's like I have as much responsibility for other randos on the internet's actions as Fox News does for their comment section. Like, are you freaking okay. kidding me? Like, it's hilarious the people, the rules that people define for the account of which you created. Like Ooh. people will message me all the time saying, uh, like people will message me all the time saying, um, you know, you started this account to shame pastors, bloody blah, blah. It's like, oh, I, oh, I did. You, you know, the rule, like, you're not supposed to, like I posted about Tim Tebow one time and people lost their minds because he's not a preacher, even though he's kind of a preacher and people messaged me like I had, uh, violated the terms of which I had promised them I would put content out it's like dude i'm gonna post whatever the heck i want to post when i want to post it i owe nothing to you um now granted i get i get why people want like they want me to care about people not being terrible to each other in the comment section and i hired i had a man media media manager for the first year or so that would go in there and, and delete the outright hateful stuff because like i don't want to be a part of that but also there it's first like i have 260,000 followers now it is impossible for me to filter yeah. out all the uh insane trolls on the internet and so eventually i had to be like look people are going to be terrible i'm not terrible to anybody on the internet like sure i will make jokes in a way to point out something that seems inconsistent but if you attribute the comment section to who i am as a person then yeah sure you're going to think i'm an a-hole but i'm not and <laughs> A lot of people are just not willing to 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 distinguish those two things or like even think about it for a second. 
Do you guys have questions? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, uh, I want to know a little bit more about the inner workings uh, here in Dallas, I guess, with these pastors. So do you have relationships with any of the people that you're posting? And have you had in-person conversations where someone's like, bro, you posted me on your, on your page. <laughs> like, on blast. I thought we were friends. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Uh, it is funny how people will laugh at, at the account or your content until you post about their guy. And then <laughs> they'll, very, they'll be very quick to say, you used to be funny. This used to be an important conversation, but now you've gone too far. I mean, people will literally do that. And um, I do have relationships with several, like the guy, Mac Brock, uh, who's a worship leader that he was the guy that was wearing the Yeezys that I initially saw at the very beginning. Him and I are friends. I mean, I don't think that he loved people overnight being like, screw you, man, for wearing Yeezys. Um, but him and I uh, have hung out several times, uh, both times it being in Dallas. Um, and before all the stuff with Carl Lentz, him and I had a relationship. We talked on the phone several times. And uh, I've messaged with several other of the guys that maybe weren't as happy. Uh, some of the wives have messaged me. Some of the parents of the guys have, have messaged me. Oh. Wow. So it, it gets real weird real quick. Like there was, there was one time where the guy's dad messaged me, basically calling me shallow. And then the guy's brother messaged me, thanking me for starting the account. I was like, dude, you gotta, y'all gotta clear out your family stuff. Don't be doing this through me, bro. Y'all need to do this amongst each other, bro. So like you get to see this weird, like sliver of humanity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. So, yeah. So I have relationships with some of them. Uh, I, they're not really like eager to dap it up with me and get some beers, but, uh, so, like I had with the audio book that I just put out at the end, there's an interview with Judah Smith, who's Justin Bieber's main guy and right. him and I had a really good conversation and we will text every once in a while, but, um, I get why they're not really trying to invite me to Thanksgiving, but also <laughs> the ones that are secure understand what i do and i think understand the conversation and and understand that i like i'm not just some troll has anyone taken legal action yeah who sued you <laughs> in as much as you can say yeah do you have any libel or slander suits pending uh, <laughs> uh i i was i was fearful of that at first because people were talking real strong like people mm -hmm. were getting real angry at the very people beginning warriors there was mm -hmm. one photographer yeah. I mean, people call me that all the time too. So I get it, whatever. There was one guy in at life church, which is Craig Groeschel's church that uh, basically sent me a pseudo cease and desist because I used one of his photos from their Instagram. And I was like, all right, I'll just use these hours and hours of other content that I have. Like, so be it. But yeah. I mean, social media is, it's kind of a, I'm not a lawyer, but the, the, I think it's called like fair use or something. Basically, if you put it online, the people that reuse your content are usually pretty protected because you're basically choosing to put it in a public platform. Um, so nobody's sued me or anything. People have talked big, but have you had they can come at me like I can afford attorneys too, bro. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you had anyone have like uh, <laughs> maybe like a like a change of heart or like a like have you had any like really positive like someone that you put on a blast reckoning. and then maybe like a shift or a change that was really positive yeah i mean i'll i'll continue to say like i don't 
I never saw myself as putting people on blast. Like people have already put their own pictures mm. out in the public. They've put themselves on blast. Um, mm -hmm. People will quickly characterize what I do as putting them on blast. Like now that I have a big platform, yes, when I put a picture up, it goes to a lot of people. So it is at least more public than maybe they were intending it to be. But a lot of these guys have millions of followers. So like my platform shouldn't be that big of a deal to them. But I've over the past two years, I do this less and less now because it just sucks up so much time to have these conversations over DMs or email or on the phone or whatever. But yeah, I've had plenty. I mean, even Judah Smith, uh, who's one of the biggest kind of Instagram pastor dudes in, in the world, told me that he gave away all of his Gucci because he didn't want the message wow. that he was giving to be a distraction. Or he, he didn't want his clothes to be a distraction uh, from the message that he was saying, which I respected a ton because this dude yeah. is gifted a lot of nice stuff. He's got a lot of high profile friends. And then other, like, especially kind of the maybe B and C level pastors message me all the time saying, you know, this account has helped me or um, how do you say it? Encouraged me to reconsider what I wear before I get on stage. Just like mm -hmm. even just giving it a second thought, because for a lot of people, they were just like, oh, I'm going to look hip. I'm going to wear whatever I want. I, I had no idea people cared about what I wore, the message that it sent. And so now uh, I think a lot more guys and girls are aware of that which uh, feels fulfilling to me. Sure, like it was kind of messy and people's feelings got hurt. But if I can get people to like genuinely consider others, like how to serve others in their community by what they dress or how they present themselves, then I think that's a win long-term. Yeah, we, uh, so we're all Catholics. <laughs> we're all practicing Catholics. But, and so it's just interesting of like, reckoning of like what's going on in the catholic world and like things and i i mean i'm just seeing people are you see so many people protestants catholics leaving the faith leaving the church and it could just be because of one person or something that happens one thing so i think it's like bringing to light like what you said speaking to light of like hey this is something that's going on and i'm just going to put it out there and see and i know in the catholic world like things that are going on in our church and we're we're seeing like hey this is what's going on um and like putting just putting words to, it, I think, and having a conversation with it and, and kind of having a reckoning <laughs> with what's going on. And so it's like it. Yeah, I can just see it across all spiritual like faith levels of like, let's bring to light things that have been hidden or that have just kind of slid by or just kind of been growing silently. Let's put a light to it and bring it to light and let's have like a conversation about it and see and people hopefully people will have like recognition yeah, of the, maybe i do need to change the internet or... the internet just kind of ex really exposes yeah. a mm -hmm. lot a lot of people and, yeah. and, a, and a lot for a good thing for good yeah. yeah for good and <laughs> yeah. bad and yeah bad. right what's yeah. been done in the dark will be made known in the light come on yeah. baby did you read that in the yeah and it's all it it seems incremental it seems incremental where like none of these things at a micro level seem to matter that much but when you look especially I think we're probably all the same age. Uh, our generation has kind of lived through the kind of 90s CD smashing uh, yeah. of Christianity. I didn't grow up Catholic, so I, I, if I'm off base, uh, no, we did just that. let me know. <laughs> but now I didn't know I cared about this, about kind of bringing stuff into the light for us to discuss. Because a lot of people just don't even want to give it the energy to think about it. it's like well it's kind of an imperfect messy thing there's no real great answer so 
you know, let's just not address it. I'm like, well, dude, now we're looking at all these big systems of church and how we do things that are just accepted as status quo. When in fact, like there's probably better ways to do it and better ways to spend our money and uh, money specifically in Christian culture is always so taboo. And for that very reason, now it causes all these, all this different emotion when it really shouldn't. Um, and so I think at least with the account, with the book, it's causing people to realize like, Hey, this is, it's okay to talk about this, or at least ask questions about this because, um, this, the global response and how angry people got is validation that this is a thing that has gone unaddressed for far too long. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Is it mostly, so because we are this, we call our podcast the most semi-Catholic podcast <laughs> in the world, just because we don't always talk about Christian things. We're, we're on the fringes, you know, we cuss on this podcast. I've been known to drop an F-bomb or two. Yeah. Um, so, nice. so uh, uh, but we're all familiar with this like prosperity gospel, um, the Joel Osteen situation of like name it and claim it and, you know, all of this stuff. So are most of these pastors, do you think, gifted you talked about gift being gifted gucci and all this stuff are they gifted a lot of these designer items or are they actually making enough money to spend a lot of money on clothing the prosperity like the bona fide prosperity dudes i'm pretty confident are just buying it because they're making so much freaking money off of a bs presentation that's Mm going to send people to hell if you believe in that kind of thing uh the 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 hipper guys like the fresher looking guys they they're more of a like kinder self-help motivational speaker type gospel those are the guys that are in with the pro golfers and nfl players and superstars they get gifted a lot of stuff i mean specifically bieber's guys i mean bieber has unlimited money and he's you know he's very on fire about his faith right now so he hooks these guys up with whatever they want um, to the point where they, they're like not asking for it, but he's like giving it to them. Um, so those two things are, are a big piece there. I mean, there's guys like Stephen Furtick, who's the, like the Supreme designer Don of evangelical preaching. <laughs> he is probably gifted things and can also afford, uh, a new designer outfit every single weekend. Um, so it's a, um, it's a mix of, of all three. How has, how has this kind of impacted your your relationship with Jesus and your relationship with money. If you could just talk maybe a little bit about that, like how has that impacted your own perspective? Yeah. The, the money thing talking about therapy again, I'm realizing or learning (laughs) that, that I've always have, I always have had my own issues with money and wealth and, wanting to make more of it and feeling like other people have more and I wish I had more. Um, and there was some element of, or like, I'm weird about like donating to a thing and then seeing the person that's the recipient of that donation, uh, living better than I get to live. Now, part of that is the center in me. Like I should not have some irrational expectation for somebody that's living off donations to conform to my standard in my head of how I think they should live. I think that's, that's uh that's my own issue but uh i think what start like the reason i was able to like go so hard early on with the account is because uh i had my own issues with money and felt like this was wrong or felt like this was 
them taking these guys taking advantage of people's donations every single time. Um, now I'm more aware of the nuance and aware of all the kind of more micro situations that things could be a little different uh, about gifts and about side hustles and about all these kind of stuff. But at a mass level, I do think the church is still obsessed with money. Uh, it's a product of the people that are in our churches and we're all obsessed with money and fame and image and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that's worth continuing to lean into. But personally, like when you have an account like this, it forces, I mean, for me, I felt insecure about the things I spent my money on or, or how much we gave or how much we saved. Um, and so it forced my wife and I to really audit everything. And I mean, it, it forced us to audit our personal socials. Like, hey, where, like, where are the posts that we posted really trying to just flex on people and not <laughs> trying to just like share a fun moment? Uh, so it, it forced us to audit really everything in our lives. And then uh, did you ask about faith too? My relationship to yeah. faith. Yeah. Um, the being on the, like the receiving end of angry Christians every day, every hour of the day did weigh on me a lot. Like it, it didn't leave a great taste in my mouth about people that seemingly believe the same thing as I do. And I, I know that I did a lot of this imperfectly and social media is very messy and I could have done a lot of different things better. Um, but it also was a good practice and like it forced me to really dig into why I believe what I believe. And then also got me forced me to say, I don't know to certain things that I felt expected to say, I know um, to certain things. And there's, there's been a few issues that come up with faith that, I just have to say, I don't know about this, man. Like, I don't know, I know how much is too much, or I don't know if, uh, if it's okay to get rich off of just preaching. I don't completely know, but I think that it's not many people are trying to dig into it. And so for whatever reason, he's put me in the center of this. And so I'm trying to yeah. steward the opportunity as best I can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you don't, if, yeah. you, if you don't mind sharing what, you know, especially like in the Catholic church, there's so much corruption that's coming to light and there's all this corruption what maybe if you could speak like what for you personally keeps you following jesus like what for what for like i don't know if that's too personal but like like getting some I don't testimony know. up in here yeah like like, like I, I would love <laughs> i like that i would love to hear i would love to hear like like i yeah like i know that i really struggle with a lot of that and there's there's a way i would describe like my relationship currently um, with Jesus and like, I'm just wondering yeah. you, especially like what, what keeps you like when you have to go into your inner room and it's just you and him, like what keeps you there in the midst of all this? Now that is a heady question. Um, <laughs> I think the short answer probably like the shortest answer I think is creation, human design, like we just had our first child last week. Congrats. The whole thing. We love babies. Really... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He thank has you. five. I, I love, I love mine. I don't, I don't love all babies. Wow. <laughs> five. Yeah. That's a lot. One, one, is, one is plenty for now. Um, going through that whole thing, seeing a tiny little human be birthed out of another human after nine months of a pretty repeatable process and like at a at at least i have to be like this is way bigger than i could ever comprehend and so that 
that mixed with some of the historical stuff about like, you know, all these different writings across all these different years, across all these different hundreds and thousands of miles, all having the same kind of central theme given the time uh, slash like time being based off of Jesus's uh, existence on earth. All those things objectively do enough for me. Uh, but also at the same time, especially now, uh, you know, going through the election stuff and then being very involved with this kind of deconstructing world too. There's plenty of things where I'm like, God, I really wish you would just outline some of this stuff for us because <laughs> it, you're all, you're leaving us to basically wing it. Like the, mm -hmm. I talk about it a little bit in the book, shameless plug, but like the billions <laughs> of people on earth that live on like less than $2 a day while I get to sit in Richardson with DoorDash and air conditioning <laughs> and a PlayStation and God somehow equally loves us both uh, in the small subset of America while all these other billions of people suffer in a lot of ways. I don't know what to do with that. And mm. I don't have an answer for it. And I sometimes I have to be like, look, at least I get to follow a God that is not completely comprehensible because if mm. he was, that'd be a pretty small God. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I guess we're getting into it now. I like that. I love it. <laughs> ben, Ben, I want to be, I want to be respectful of your time. A huge fan. We're going to be like huge supporters of you. Like any way we can help. Yeah. We hope one day we get you here in person. Yeah. Um, we have a studio in Grapevine. We're, I mean, that you we're can... close. Yeah. 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 But um, I just wanted to give you an opportunity, like, like um, to plug the book. What's the book about? Why should people read it? Why should they go get it? Go to preachersandsneakers.com to order the book. That's right. Uh, the book is just a deeper dive into the questions that came from the account. You know, Instagram is only so good at getting into deeper discussions. So the book is, is not a self-help book. It's not, it's not going to give you all the answers, but it's going to help drive some uh, questions with hopefully drive some questions in yourself and maybe people around you. It's about, you know, the church's relationship to fame and wealth and self-help and social media image, all that kind of stuff. Super chill topics um, all around. But I think it so far, the response to the book has been really positive And people have validated like, look, these are things that I've thought about. And this is um, this has helped me frame some of these questions uh, for me and my community, that kind of stuff. And so that's what I want. I mean, basically, I want people to read the book to take a step further in trying to be more authentic with themselves, with their faith, and with like representing Jesus to the outside world, if you believe in Jesus. And if you don't believe in Jesus, at least be uh, more authentic on socials about like, you don't have everything figured out and your life isn't perfect. Uh, because at a minimum, like there's a whole piece on social media about how it causes anxiety and depression, and everything and any everybody should care about not contributing to that and other people. So um, that's the book. It's it's very little about preachers physically wearing sneakers, but it was a good <laughs> intro into some of the deeper stuff. So I would love it if people bought it. Yeah, you can buy it on preachersandsneakers.com. It's on it's where all the books are sold. There's a lot of books in the world, so I don't blame you if if it gets lost in in the sea of all the other books out there. But oh, I would love we it if promise. You we yeah. promise that all 11 of our listeners will buy your book. At so least you can, 11. You can count on 11 more copies. Yes. To count be sold. on that, baby. 
Yep. If you don't buy his books, stop. That's, that's nine more yeah. than I have for my podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Ben, thanks so much for taking the time, man. Like, really appreciate you. Appreciate what you're doing. And I just hope to see more. Uh, yeah, just more from you in the future. So thanks so much, Ben. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll be praying for you. Pray for us. Yeah. Praying for you, little, little one. Absolutely. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for having me. This is super fun. I love y'all's vibe and your Topo Chico stash. And uh, yeah, once maybe everything tones down with the baby, uh, would love to come kick it with y'all on Grapevine. It's just a show. Sounds so great, man. Please do. Sounds great. It'll be awesome. All right, take care, Ben. That's been Ben from Preachers and Sneakers. Woo! See you guys. We're back hey! with the show. Woo! Kyle's in the closet again. He's back. He's back in the closet Kyle where the he closet. belongs. Well, and not cool. Adrian's <laughs> here. He's in, he's in the other room editing, working on stuff. Um, that was a great interview with it Ben. It was really fun. I really liked him. He's cool. And Super he's local. Cool. So we we were talking, We you have to come. He has to come in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. When he just had a baby. Mm -hmm. He didn't. His wife just had a baby. <laughs> Things are a little crazy. Yeah. yeah. It was a great interview. I liked um, I liked his vibe. I liked his oh, style. Oh, totally. Yeah, he said he liked our vibe. Yeah. And we like your vibe. Yeah. And I, I don't think he was kidding. I think he really, I think he really likes us. Yeah. He likes us. He really likes us. I I relate a lot to the the whole thing about like he just put it out tried to play the middle ground with his commentary like there was yeah. no real commentary mm -hmm. and then was like yeah you you make what you want mm -hmm. of, of this yeah um well it's like what we said when we had juke on the podcast like everyone here is responsible for what they're saying mm -hmm. and to some extent we're responsible for the way that people interpret what we're saying but like it also is totally not fair to assign intention to someone else mm. And yeah. that's what he had said that, you know, people were like, well, you meant this when you started. And he's like, I did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or like uh, he had issue with like, I don't put anybody on blast. They put themselves on blast. Right. I just happen to take a screenshot mm -hmm. and compare and be like, isn't this interesting? Yeah. Take do with it's, it what you will. And yeah. it really is the new I mean, it's the new normal now. The Internet. It's so easy to look some of this stuff up. Like, I know. Yeah. There are there are Catholic people that have kind of been put on blast in terms of like you can look up their tax returns for mm. public non or like nonprofit organizations yeah. and can you look up my tax return? No, I, I don't think, think so. so. It, but nonprofit, you have to have a blue check mark. <sighs> so like you can look up nonprofit tax like tax returns like word right. on word on fire, <gasps> dynamic right. Catholic. Like mm -hmm. a, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not no, a bad coming thing. for you. But it is interesting because I think that the if it's a one man shop, like if you know, okay, this nonprofit is run by this only this guy, then you can pretty much figure out how much he makes. If it's a big place, like Word on Fire, mm -hmm. you can't really figure out. I mean, it'll probably have a line item that says salaries and you can see collectively what everyone mm -hmm. makes, yeah. but it's not going to put like Jared Zimmer, this is how much he makes, yeah. you know? Yeah. Do you guys think Bummer and Lazarus will ever get big enough to where people will try to look us up and like, and, well, we, and we get blue check well, verified? It's yes. really bold of you to assume we're not already big enough. Well, we're not. <laughs> yeah. Kyle. Well, we're not a nonprofit. Right, we're but not we're, a nonprofit. But, non but we are very much for profit. We are for the profit. We're for we love so much for profit. profit. We love for profit. We're, we're the Christians that that <laughs> Ben was talking about that are always seeking money. That's like us. We just want to survive. So. Hey, and if we ever get too big, we can pull a dynamic Catholic and fire half our staff. Oh yeah. Shots fired. I mean, at this organization, we let people we let people block. fire themselves. Thank you. <laughs> we kind true. of let people like. 
kind of they, yeah, they, they don't fire themselves so much as like fade out. It's just like yeah. this isn't for me, maybe. Which is yeah. fine actually. Which is actually it's like, better. Totally fine. I think it's better. Yeah. Hey, I chose hanging out with y'all over hanging out with my old company who fired me. They invited me to hang out tonight. <gasps> Jerks. But they like fired a, you in a bad way well, too, right? It, it, well, maybe not in a bad way. It was like a booty call thing. Like they only wanted like the hangout parts, <gasps> but not the work parts. Like just uh, to see me at mm. night. And I said no. I you worth more yeah, than you that. are way way to go, Kyle. But if we end early enough, I don't know where the night will be. Proud of you. True. Well, okay. What other updates do we have mm-hmm. about the show? I mean, I guess that's all we wanted to say about Ben's interview. Yeah, I thought we had a great time. <laughs> it was very. I good hope interview. he enjoyed being on our show. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He, yeah. When all this is over, he's gonna have to come in person. Yeah. Allie, do you ever think you'll get big enough that you will start getting hate from Christians, or do you already <laughs> get hate from Christians because of your well, account that's a good question. and how and how just like. How cutting edge and and kind of incendiary your doodling yeah, your, account is. Your doodles mm-hmm. are very controversial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. In in real life, I've only gotten and it wasn't a hate. It was just more of a question. I did a post about Mary. Um. Something about I don't know something about Mary, the mother of Jesus, and someone just came for me in my comments about wow. Mary. But that but that's one person. I've had mm-hmm. the account for six years. Yeah. One person. Yeah. That, and then wow. um when my dad and I did. Dan's video, I think it was the first one with Bruno Mars. We got, I got one person who was like, I can't believe as a Christian you're dancing to this yeah. song. But that was it, <laughs> literally. Then you, just, then you just, no, exactly. It. So yeah. I've never gotten, yeah. I mean, as much probably as Ben mm-hmm. has got. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know, but he said in the podcast he's a people pleaser, and like he was yeah. describing, I was like, I don't know how I would handle that because I'm totally a people pleaser. But also, he was anonymous for mm-hmm. two years. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I mean, I, I try to just approach it as like there are parts of the internet where people are saying stuff that if I were to read it, I might get frustrated. Right. Yeah. The fact they're that, not understanding, yeah, like, but the fact that it's on right. your, I think once you get to a certain point, the fact that it's on your profile, like you just treat it like, yeah, this is like someone, it's some comment box somewhere and I could see it if I wanted, but I don't have to look yeah, at like, it. Like, so, like people, so I have a, I have a very mildly successful YouTube video. <laughs> like it's not very successful at all, but for me, it's, it's bigger. <laughs> is it the breakfast burrito one? No, it's the, uh, it's the, that was my favorite. It's the pocket Bible review one. Oh. oh. And, uh, for some reason it gets like a lot of troll comment type really? stuff. Yeah. Um, and you just like ignore it. Like, like the the weird one the other day was, um, this video was not inclusive enough to people with poor eyesight. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I was like, thanks. Okay. Thanks for the feedback. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I I think, and you're probably the same way of just like when I see trolls or something like that, I don't get mad anymore. I'm just like, okay, that's cool. It's like someone commented on your video with Jen (laughs) Fulweiler. Like commenting like this hateful stuff about her, and yeah. you're like, "Ma'am, if you could chill, this is a Wendy's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. just calm yeah, down." Yeah. Like it's just humorous of like you're probably maybe it's just because I've been in therapy enough where I'm like yes. you're just very hurting you're, right now, and growth. I see that. This is growth. Yeah. yeah, like I'm becoming healed and you whole. You are. You are. Hurt people, hurt people. That's right. And healed and people, heal people. Yes, healed so people are doctors. Mm. Do we have any updates for people? Like we so the uh, the order of the episodes. So we had Juke episode came out and then we will have your dad's episode mm-hmm. come out and mm-hmm. then now preachers and sneakers super Gosh, exciting fire uh also Wait, by should the time we, michael hoffman what preachers should we sneakers. tell should we tell everyone where we're going tomorrow yes <laughs> so but by the time you listen to this we've have we've already gone there we will already have attended hopefully the launch party Plus for 
Sarah Dietschy's studio that's yeah. here in Grapevine that Woo! we got invited to. Very excited. We're a big deal. We're a big deal. <laughs> we're also a mile away. <laughs> uh, it's one mile from here, and we're going to go hit it, hit up the party tomorrow night. And the all-white studio How are you photo. feeling? Are you excited? I'm very nervous. I, I think, like, in my body, like, in my downstairs area. Oh. Oh. There's a like lot the of, stomach. Well, no, I just got Nutter Butters uh, but, in my Flutter Butter. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And I didn't know we could talk about your flutter butter on this show. Well, I believe in theology of the body, <laughs> okay. which is reclaiming the dignity of the You're just very healed and whole yeah. until you're ready to heal And I want to talk about all my yeah. parts that are whole and healed. Mm-hmm. The flutter butter, yeah. especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, we did talk about perineum sunbathing last time. Did we yeah. really? Yep. With my yeah. dad. Wow. With, With my father. Dad. Yep. Did you guys have any after podcast conversations like where you connected or do you not talk to your father? <laughs> If you don't, we got to talk about this in therapy too. Yeah, I say that for my therapist. Okay. okay. Yeah. Did I tell you guys someone came up in real life to me and told me to listen to the podcast? <gasps> it was a shock. And, no, and is this no. someone we know? Because that happened to Adrian at that Redefined. Happened, yeah, that happened yeah. to Adrian at Redefined. Oh, I actually talked to the guy who told me he met Adrian at Redefined. It's one of Johnny's friends. Who's who is that? It? Yeah. Who? Uh, it's it's like the co-youth minister there. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, Kayla. His name's Nathan if he's listening. No, not oh, Kayla. Different oh. guy. Okay. But I uh, know th- this guy, Chris Weir, another guy, Good Shepherd, came up to me and was like, hey, I listened to y'all's podcast a couple Oh, my times. gosh. And I was <gasps> like, really? What do you think? He said, Edmund's funny. <laughs> okay, that's offensive. Okay. He For- just said Edmund's funny. Yeah, but that was listen. what he said. He said Edmund's pretty funny. And I was like, yeah, he is. Oh, also what and happened. you say, and who else? Here, 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 I said, thank you for listening. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, someone said one time that Britney was the only That's, funny person. No, they said I was the funniest. Well, okay. they're lying, but. <laughs> and, and that you should be the only host. Oh, they did also say that yeah. I should be the host. So also, no one said me yet. <laughs> also, my neighbor across the street, I kind of did a little high in the driveway, and he's like, hey. Listening to your podcast. Oh my like, gosh, I that's felt so funny. So exposed. And yeah. He's like, your nutter funny. butter was exposed. Yeah, he was like, pretty funny. Yeah, <gasps> yeah your nutter butter was feeling fluttery. Whoa. Yeah, that was, was, was pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, what other, I want to go through our Instagram here. Um, Kyle, oh, you wanna, do you want to read the comment that someone left for us, the review? Where? Uh, it's in the show notes. Ooh, someone left a review? Whoa. It was a, it was a message. It was a message that we got. Yeah, we have to delete old stuff. We, I did already. Did. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Th- this it. Michael H. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Oh, look. You want me to pull up oh, on this? this yeah, sure, sure, sure. Intense one. Michael H. Thanks Not for the dad. episode today. I found the conversation around positions of power, influence, and corruption to be really insightful, especially in connection to sexual abuse. Not mm-hmm. sure when you recorded the episode, but as a fellow Franciscan U alum, it felt very timely given the latest scandal. Not sure there's much to say about it, but definitely shaking my spiritual life a bit. Mm-hmm. And I was just curious if you all were going to comment on it. Anyway, really enjoying your content. Can't wait to scoop the Vatican II collection. Oh, uh, I think this is Also, Word on Fire is still sending me Do books. Do you have any packages? Well, yeah, I forgot. It's at the house. But I now <gasps> I got the Benedict Reader. Ooh. You didn't let us open it on I know. Show. I'm sorry. We're I'm influencers. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, but I think this kind of ties in with what we were talking about with Ben. Of so like, can, can you give the, the update on... Like, do you know what this is in reference to? Um, yes. Yeah, so there was a priest where in like 2011 or some, or when he was at Franciscan, it's come out now that he is charged with allegedly, allegedly charged with these very serious. Well, he was not allegedly charged. He was he was charged. With, well, yes, he was charged with allegedly. He was yeah. charged with with uh, allegedly, allegedly these sexually yeah assaulting or yeah sexually assaulting um a student at 
who also had a had a mental, mental disability. Yeah, oh. and yeah. he was and he was like counseling her or something. He was yeah. Yeah. disgusting. And um, so that happened in like 2011, like early 2010s. And then um, were you there? And then that he, time? I think so. Yeah. And then he wow. left and he moved. And so now, but now it's coming out with charges. So it's shaken a lot. And I think yeah. people are very obviously very hurt. Yeah. But I do agree that it it has um it it's it ties in well with the conversation we had with Ben because we were talking about like just this idea of of who are we following? Mm -hmm. Like is it is it the messenger or is it the message? Like mm -hmm. Jesus is the message itself, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so like um when you have someone who you look up to spiritually I mean, this ha has happened in so many religious orders. Like, yeah. uh, what's the Sisters of Life? Nope. CFRs. <laughs> uh, Legionaries. 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 Oh, Legionaries. I'm up to date on my <laughs> scandals. Yeah, Let the, me tell the you. The Legionaries. Ooh, like, I didn't know. It's shaken. Oh, it's it's been for years. You don't know about the Legion was the biggest thing ever. The founder of the Legion, Father like, Matt. Like, had this like side wife. Yeah, yeah. He was a super yeah, bad guy, and yeah. he wasn't like like this guy at Franciscan. He was a priest. You know, he was an advisor. Yeah. He was a counselor. Oh he my. wasn't the guy who started the school. It was right. a much bigger deal. Yeah, than this the was like the founder of the Legionary. So anyway, it's like 15 years when ago, all of this ago. stuff happens, like it it can really shake you. But we have to have our like eye on the prize, which is like life with Jesus. Like mm -hmm. I mean, everything else is sand. Mm -hmm. And I think it's okay to demand like hundred like, percent. Like there, um, there's a couple people that are Franciscan alum that I um, followed, and they're like, we need like. Franciscan needs to come out with like something like, mm -hmm. and then more than what they put out. Yeah. They're saying, so it was kind of like a very PC kind of answer. Yeah. Very like, and, and for safe. them to demand that like systems are put in place to make sure this cannot happen again is yes. So and not just words. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Apologies only go so far if like right. nothing changes. And I, yeah. And I think like when stuff like that happens, like those people should be prosecuted prosecuted to the sure. full extent of the law Absolutely. of like whatever yeah. they like there's no yes. and i think it, it is also fair it, it is perfectly normal i think to have so, sorry as like a counterpoint like i think if that does rock your faith i don't want to discredit that it can be challenging right. like right. that it can be very like it can be really hard to hear someone you mm -hmm. look up to and who has positive positively impacted the way you view Jesus and right. the church mm -hmm. and then see this other side and have to wrestle with mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. hypocrisy. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm sure you guys know people who after name any scandal mm -hmm. have left the church mm -hmm. for whatever reason, mm -hmm. um, whatever reason that particular scandal was the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, but I just feel like the church is made up of sinners. Like, yeah. and it, it's not always going to go right. There's, you know, we, and that's not an excuse to say like, it's okay, but we have to have realistic expectations that this is an institution run by sinful men, sinful people. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, Jesus is the ultimate, like, like transition, like turner of bad things on their heads to, mm. to bring good out of, mm -hmm. out of like, he brings, like fertility out of barrenness mm. and and you know what i mean like yeah, I that's him that's I, we know well nutter butters the, the thing with the <laughs> franciscan i thought was interesting is that a couple years ago it came out this priest father sam who had been a friar there for a long time had done a pretty similar thing right so Gosh. they go in like the middle of the night and they remove his plaque from like mm. the port like the big chapel okay probably the right thing you know remove the plaque but what i thought was crazy was 
they don't really announce they're moving the plaque one and then it comes out they've known about it for like 10 years yeah and i was like why was this plaque here for 10 years mm-hmm. and like we chose like the public like you choose you know your public relations over honesty okay fine we've all done something like that but like actively keeping the plaque that people would in the mm-hmm. place we would pray in the 24-hour adoration chapel yeah is soft i thought it was very weak i mean i think it's like what what with like preachers and sneakers obviously that's like just talking about wealth and the gospel and can you profit off of the gospel like preaching the gospel and stuff and obviously this is like you know sexual scandals but it's like bringing to light i think a lot of things of what people have always said that's like okay that's wrong and that's not mm-hmm. good and so now it's bringing to light and it's and it's like we said it's shaking so many people's mm-hmm. faith yeah like what do you do with that do you what, think do you think that maybe we like in general tell too many stories of yeah this guy was a really really bad sinner then he met jesus then everything was okay like do you think that's part mm-hmm. of it is that there aren't enough testimonies that are like there's a lot of testimonies from my perspective i heard a lot of testimonies of people that were like i was a i was dirty I rotten sinner i woke mm-hmm. up covered in cocaine and prostitute blood mm-hmm. and then and then i met jesus yeah. and then and then their life's perfect and, but then like they people will acknowledge and i'm not perfect but mm-hmm. like i'm trying do you think maybe we don't tell enough of the constant revert? Like the like, struggle yeah, of like, a sinner? Like the then falling and coming back and I think know? it's too like the sensationalism. I know like growing up in the Protestant world and hearing testimony and then be a missionary and like I always thought that in order to be used by God or like to have a testimony, it had to be this crazy mm. I was this and now I'm that. Like I was covered in cocaine and like my testimony <laughs> is I've loved Jesus since I was like five. Yeah. And, like yeah. I've never Praise had God. this really crazy thing. And um and so most people think like I have to do this and not being um like what to your point of like not being very open of um I still struggle yeah. and I still doubt. Like ongoing I still, sin. Mm. yeah. I do think there's something to be said for, um, for just this ongoing conversion. Like you're talking about, like mm. regular conversion. And I always um, encourage people that when I'm when I'm telling someone how to give a testimony, I always encourage someone to think about a testimony that's happened to them in the last week. Mm, yeah because we should all have testimony mm-hmm. we should all have our testimonies like the first time you met jesus or maybe the most impactful time you yeah. met jesus where you really dropped your nets but we should also have the daily testimony mm. and if we're not talking about those little daily testimonies then maybe it is easy to expect perfection from these people in positions of power where we have this perception that they're holy Mm. or holier Mm. than us when really we're all just barely making it yeah it's like you never fall like oh my gosh what Mm -hmm. a standard i've like reached to i can Mm. never relate to that and And also people just go into way too much detail about these pre-conversion stories like i remember Mm. uh, father don calloway's got this great book you know he's like on the beach and he goes into great detail because it's necessary for the story of how he like followed the grateful dead on tour and got as a tattoo and i remember reading that as a kid and thinking like man, these guys must be dope if anybody would follow them on tour. <laughs> and like I started listening to their music. I didn't start doing psychedelics, but like that definitely influenced me in a really like real way. I started listening to them. He was right. They were dope. And I found that in talking with other Catholics, we can really quickly get into like a peen contest of like who was the baddest yes. before mm. we got like yeah. pre-conversion oh, stories. And I think absolutely. it's so dumb. Yeah. That's, oh, like, yeah. that's like testimony training 101 too is like, 
you know, there's before you met yeah. Jesus, what happened when you met Jesus, and then where you are after. And but not like, to glorify yeah, the sin. Yeah, not to yeah. glorify. Yeah. Like, I remember. Not to be like, it was so much fun doing it, all that cocaine. And yeah. to give Calloway some I credit, like I was in third grade when I read his book, so I'm <laughs> wow. sure he, like, did do third that. Grade? I just didn't. That was at least fifth grade level reading. My mom put it in my Easter basket. She was like, <laughs> wow. read this, kid. And I was like, all right. <laughs> People are, have been dying to know about the window in the studio. It's mm. still broken. Still broken. Still uh, broken. We got a quote, and they're coming to fix it. Um, also, it broke just in time for us to have like a storm. Tornadoes every, every day. Week. Yeah, <laughs> just in time. We've had some really intense storms these last few weeks. Yeah. There any other life updates that we could give our dear listeners who really care about your life? Allie and Brittany? Nope, still single. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Even <gasps> I think even more single than before. I do have an update. I joined Hinge. Oh, yeah. oh wow! <laughs> Don't do it. But Just because, quit now. Because my Free roommates. Food. Because my room. No, I haven't. I haven't got. I'm so scared. I don't know why. I'm just terrified. Okay, I've to been use on the app. How it's supposed I've to be used. I've been on some hinge dates. Okay, and. <sighs> It's just no. It's I don't know. I'm like I hope terrified to like something. So I'm like, well, I don't want to talk to that. Like I don't oh, know why. Yeah. I'm just. You'll get over that pretty quick. I'm just. Simple. I I like if I see something interesting on someone's profile, like I'll ask them questions about it, and mm-hmm. most of the time it's like, just the conversations. Oh gosh, they've been so boring. Maybe I'm boring. Maybe I'm a boring you conversationalist. Are very boring. <laughs> but it's these. It's like these like, guys. Let's have a conversation. Like okay. we're dating. Okay. Like we're so, dating. We go out to dinner. Okay. We go out to dinner. Is this a first date? You gotta first date. Okay. I feel like no, it is if, a background music. Okay. okay. No. If, no. First but date, if it was realistic, if we met on realistic. Hinge, we met on Hinge. Okay. Then before we before you even ask me almost anything about myself, you're probably gonna ask. For pictures of me in a swimsuit why? or something ridiculous. No, like, I wouldn't. That's no, literally, that's that? what's there. No, I know, but let's say I know, but, but let's say different. I didn't do that. Okay, all right. You made it fast. You made it past the. Let's first say the worst thing I did step. was like, was like Ask you your at Chipotle some order. point. Ooh. No, no. Let's say the worst thing I did was like at some point, eleven o'clock at night. I text or I DM you up. You up. But you ignore it. Yep. So that's the like only. Lady. That's the only yep. thing we have. That's the only thing we have. Okay. Other than that, everything's been going fine. It's only one strike. Yeah, uh, okay. you're a financial planner. I am. I work at um, a, te- a tech startup okay. in Dallas. <laughs> what? Google. I don't know. Google's not in Dallas. Uh, and then we go out on the first date. Okay. So let's see. Let's do the conversation. Okay. So we sit down. Okay, cool. Where are you? Uh, we're at Tolbert's. That's great. On Classy. Main Street. Isn't that chilly? Day. I'm like, oh, you're in Main. You're in Grapevine. Like, I've always wanted to go to Tolbert's. Okay. Can we go there? That's chilly. Okay. There's lots of people. That, you know, there's yeah. live music. Okay. Hey, it's nice to finally meet you in person. Yeah, great to meet you too. This is so awkward for the you're podcast. You're a lot shorter in person. <laughs> yeah, you're a lot shorter than I than I thought you'd be. You're way uglier than I thought. Wait, come on. You okay. gotta. All right, I'm sorry. But we really you need to woo me. We need to hear your conversation like what do you mm. when you're on a date like okay, we can I, rate there's we can a few rate. there's a few topics i like to to uh, to touch on okay is this how you're opening the conversation no you say this no 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 no, no. <laughs> you, say, it's hi. A, you I, have an agenda. I have an agenda thanks for, for coming to this dinner there's a few topics i enjoy talking yeah, it's to a first date. adventure yeah um no but i i do like to bring up travel no, let's just okay. do it. It's just so awkward. Okay. Why? Because you're married because with five kids. Why is that awkward? I don't want to date you. No, but be a normal conversationalist. Be like, like have well, a platonic. I'm awkward. You don't know that you want to get down with me. Just like have a normal. I know I don't want to get down with you. I know. You. So just have a normal, as if you were conversationally, like mm, this first date. This chili is really you, nice. Wow, cool. So do you come to, I, see, you're making me leave okay. the conversation already. Well, that's the point. 
I want you to lead the conversation. Well, that's your problem. <laughs> you're not a great conversationalist. No. If you want the other person to lead the conversation. You're the man. You're supposed to take charge. No. <laughs> Feminism don't, has don't come. Do you want to date me? Yeah. Okay. okay. Wait, do you agree, though, that, like, you... No, I mean, I mean, it just depends to one person. Okay, no, I'll I'll stay. I'll okay. stay. It's much more organic than this. All right. Okay, so we sit down. <laughs> yeah. We just ordered. Yeah. Wow. Cool. So tell me how you got into working for this tech startup. Well, um, bringing up work first gosh. question. I know Lame. work is bad, but so, it's an easy segue. Um. So I I got into tech because oh gosh, I'm sorry, I'm just so nervous. Mm, yeah. It's because I'm hot. Oh, right? <laughs> You've um, probably never been on a date with a girl this hot. Huh? You're so bad at acting, Brittany. Like, <laughs> you no, guys. I would say that. I know, but you've broken character already like five times. Okay. Well, I'm not acting. This is real life. Okay, Allie, let's see how you are in a conversation. Okay, go on okay. A date. First date. Okay. Okay, we sit down. Hi, it's so great to finally meet you. Not working already. <laughs> it's already it. not working. Okay, let's go. It's so great to finally meet you in person. Yeah, it's really great to meet you. I've been really looking forward to this. Yeah. I mean, at least she got past the first intro. <laughs> so, what's your work? She asked about work too. What does your profile say? Just work? Okay. Oh, or yeah. you text. That's that's good. That's a good one. I need that's to know good. like what what it um... said. It said um, maybe on drugs. Okay. Mm, I probably wouldn't go on a date with you. Have you have you drugs. gone? So you said this is the first time you've been to this restaurant before? Yes, yeah, first time I've been to this restaurant. Yeah, Main Street is pretty cute. I've been to a couple other ones down here, but this yeah, is me my too. first time at this one. What was what else have you? been do you live around here <laughs> sorry no i haven't been here before oh okay i mean i've no. only been here a couple times <laughs> me too <laughs> wait i thought you said you've never been here i'm sorry i'm just so nervous i'm nervous why are you so that. nervous i don't know it's just ne i haven't been on a first date in yeah 10 years 10 years wow yeah have you oh that's big do you want to drink or something <laughs> yeah please <laughs> just vodka sure yeah i love vodka <laughs> yeah 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 i've what? never had vodka before Oh, but you love it? Oh, so much. I'm so nervous. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why are you nervous? It's okay. I don't know. I've just never just been on. A... Okay. All it's right. Okay. You haven't been in first date in well, 10 okay. years. Well, okay. Can I be honest time. with you about Please. dating? Yeah. This is awkward, but Okay. I've I've never been out on a date with someone that I've met on Hinge before. Me neither. First time, isn't it awkward? Yeah, super awkward. I yeah. Like, what do you To be honest? Uh-huh. You're a lot shorter than I thought. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, well, yeah, it's not. You like tall girls. Oh, so it's weird because like well, we're on this date now. Okay, what if there's a button right here that you can press to just eject yourself from the date? <laughs> but there isn't. <laughs> you eject yourself. So how do you date. handle this, Allie? You say you gotta oh, turn well, it around. I, well, I'm actually. I think that I am five five. You I know. Think I'm, that you're five no, five. I'm five five, which is actually the average woman's height. Mm. So I'm average size. Great. So would you watch you, you shorter say, or taller? I'm still growing. Yeah, I'm still growing. My mom told me not to settle for average, so. <gasps> okay. Wow. Well, then I'm going to leave you <laughs> and have fun. Yeah. Look how good she is in this. She's and scene. That was great. <laughs> She's leaving the date. What's so hard about that? Have fun well, chilly and well, shitting your great. pants. And then you just leave. Brittany, what's hard about that? Great, and now let's leave. Good for you. Hadn't been on a date in 10 but years. here's the thing. I normally do this in the message, like before we even get to the first date. That's your date, problem. I'm like, That's your mm. problem. Well, you kind of want to know a little bit more yeah. about the person gotta, before, if this person is interesting. Okay, yeah. fine. Okay, fine. Then let's let's do it again, Brittany. No, no. Okay. This is not right. fun. So anyway, Hinge is... Um, okay. okay, so on Hinge... Have you been talking to anyone on there? Just one guy, okay. but... <sighs> Yeah, that's how I feel. Here's how I would lead the Do you the think you're the only guy he's talking to? Probably no, not. No. no. I'm not a guy, Kyle. Mm. 
That's I'm why I was asking what you thought. Because <laughs> if you said yes, I was going to have to break the news on the podcast. Sure. <laughs> Kyle. Here's how I would open the first date. Okay. Someone on Hinge. This okay? is going to be real successful. Okay. Yeah. I'm successful <laughs> at this. I'm really good at this. Okay. How many Hinge dates have you on? Okay. okay. Hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Nice to meet you, too. Thanks for Tell me out. about your life. All of it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, but can I say something really quick? This is not on the date. Okay. I went on a first date with a guy and I asked him, and I hope, I don't think he watches this. Nah. I asked him about his like life. He did some religious order stuff previously. <laughs> uh -huh. So I asked him, I was like, how did you get into that? Like, that's crazy. And then he went through his entire life, like okay. testimony, everything. Mm -hmm. And then he just sat there and didn't ask anything See, to me, that, didn't say anything. I was like- That's self-awareness. No, that's, wow. have, that's, the problem. Self that's the problem I really feel like on in these conversations is that it'll be like, these guys are messaging me mm -hmm. and then I'm the one that has to keep the conversation going. So Why, uh, Why do you feel like you have to keep the conversation going? Well. Because I'm trying not to just write them off after like the first like five messages. But just don't keep the conversation going. Just don't just. But see, okay, so here's what happened like last week. This guy had messaged me and we were talking about, you know, you find stuff in their profile and mm -hmm. you're like, oh, da, da, da. And he was telling me like, oh yeah, I'm finishing my bachelor's degree in two semesters. And I was like, it's fine. You're 34. That's okay. I'm not here to <laughs> this judge. This is the problem. Here's and the problem. I said, I'm not here to judge. I'm going to keep messaging this okay, guy. Okay, okay. So then I was like, oh, what do you hope to do after, you know, whatever. And so he tells me. And it's like maybe two or three lines of like his, you know, what he's hoping to do. Yeah. But then nothing to further the conversation. Yeah. So it's like I ask a question. He responds. Then I pick something out of what he said. And I ask another question. And that's or, exhausting. Or give like a anecdote like, oh, yeah, that, you know, my experience of blah, blah, blah. I like, think what's happening, though, is like. They're trying to play a little hard to get and mysterious, like, and you're just filling it. it in with what you're you're filling it in with too much. Maybe I think but, that's what's going but on. But what keeps happening though is like, and this is happens in multiple. I just think these people don't know how to keep conversations going because, like, it could be me. It's possible. I'm a but, dating coach, so yeah. I'm gonna say <laughs> <Yes>. it's you. <laughs> but but it's like like several times where I feel like I'm asking a question, you're responding, but you're not asking anything about me. Yeah, that's not, fine furthering the conversation at he all. He doesn't well, want to be you, seen as needy. But also you disciple people and you know, like- You're very like self-aware. Like you're able to have a good yeah. conversation. Yeah, I do. Really? And yeah. ask Thank people you. like about their lives and like you're, yeah. that's what you Most did, people right? are not that self-aware. Like most people are yeah. just like- Yeah. Or they don't know like, oh, I, I think with this guy who's so nervous, like you could just tell he was super nervous. So I was like, okay, so I want a second date, but no, yeah. it just ended up. Yeah. Well, this has been another dating episode of so dating hinge. with the on hinge too. I didn't realize my roommates had to tell me that there is a certain set of guys that they hold off that you can send roses to. It's like your only like form bachelor. of the bachelorette, but you only get one free rose a week. Oh. So you can, it's like a special thing. You didn't yeah. know about this? I mean, I've seen it, but I've never clicked on but it. But the guys that are in there are like, they. I feel like they're a cut above the rest. Oh. I was like, are you holding on to me? So you only get one and they you got can only send one rose. Um, well, it depends on your likes. Oh, okay, okay. I'm like, what, what you, your it. preferences are, and um, and then if you want to buy more roses, it's like three ninety nine oh. to send a rose, and then who knows Allie, what happens with it. But what is the value of a lifetime? That is a good point. What if they see my Listen, but profile? Three ninety nine. Should I show you my profile? Compared to yeah, show us. No, 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 no. This show is enough us. of this. Three ninety nine, <laughs> Allie, compared to the value of a spouse for the rest of your life. Yeah, but what if he doesn't respond? 
what's the price you'll put on a spouse that you marry and and are married to for the rest of your life? Whatever. That's my profile picture. Okay. That's cute. That's cute. That's super what's cute. the worst, lamest reason yeah. you've ever rejected someone or been rejected? Like you've been on a date. I feel like it's a much funnier conversation. Kyle, now. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't go let's, on a lot of dates. Let's and not I haven't talk really about dated in my rejection wounds. Well, one time a girl ended, stopped talking to me because I had the wrong answer to who my favorite member of a band was. Uh, what was your That's answer? fine though. That's fine. Let I, it. No, it was good because I don't want to be with anybody who doesn't yeah. think Amir was necessary to the band. Yeah. In her defense, it was a band, and one of the members left and the music started stinking after that but he definitely like robbed the other members that's a pretty point. funny reason though to like stop talking to someone. yeah i was thinking you guys would have some funny things no, too that was the point instead of whining about being single no no it's not that it's just kyle i don't go on a lot of dates guys mm. are not asking me out on but dates. have you ever rejected <laughs> so, someone for something dumb no it was i rejected someone because it was impossible to have a conversation with them oh well, that's <laughs> just was sad a now i'm normally, trying to make it happy i'm really swinging and missing I normally, I'm really happy and content with where I am. I normally ghost or get ghosted. Hmm. But if you ghosted for something funny. No, I don't. Well, I don't know because they don't tell you why they're ghosting you. No, but they if you ghosted someone oh. else for something uh, funny. No, I don't think so. It's just. Boring. Wow, you guys are too rational. Yeah. This is lame. Yeah. This is so lame. Yeah. Dating in your 30s. I think I would definitely ghost people. If I had to like date right it's now, it's almost like people. you know what it's kind of like is we were joking about how people don't get fired from the studio, they fire themselves. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like you fire yourself yeah. from being in a relationship from with that person. Relationship. That's my, accurate. my mom's advice was always date a bunch of girls. Yeah. Even in middle school, my mom, like anytime the dating conversation brought up got brought up, my mom was like, Yeah, go out on a date. Like just yeah. go out on a date. Go, go out on a date with dates. everybody. Yeah. I was like, Mom, I'm not a flues. Come on. <laughs> I'm not blues. When you go ghost, Brittany, do you taper off? Or do you just boom? Because I've I always taper. believed in tapering. I taper okay. for sure, for sure. You just start slowing down. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, kind of in the middle of ghosting this one guy, and he totally called me out. And he was like, hey, I'm really enjoying uh, our conversation. We had like talked on the phone. We hadn't met in person, but we had talked on the phone a few times. And he was like, I'm really enjoying our conversations. But he could tell that I was like tapering. And he was like, but if you don't feel the same way. And I was like, yeah, actually, I don't. Oof. That's a nice, to mature go, thing for it was, very it was, mature. It was thing. really mature. Great story. It was really mature of him to do. Um, it was not so mature of me, but mm, I was younger then. I was yeah, like, yeah, you're, yeah look I at was you younger. Now. I'm older now. Pre-COVID, yeah. it's a different time. Yeah, it's a different exactly. time. Exactly. So anyway. That's our dating. Also, I didn't like his saga. first name, so I kept calling him something different See, to my friends. That is the real reason. That like that was the answer to the question. I said, "What's the there, dumbest there, reason you ever got?" They're, they're there. there. I know they're there. It took a while. We had to get there. I've been got there. one time. I was talking to this girl, and she was from like a big Catholic family where all the girls were named Mary, right? Okay. And they went by their middle name. Yeah. Kind of weird, but yeah. like whatever. Okay. And her middle name was Gwendolyn. Okay. But she went by Gwenny. And oh. I just remember thinking, like, you've got, like, I could never say, Mom, Dad, here's my girlfriend, Gwenny. Gwenny. I yeah, just couldn't I do that. Yeah. Especially when you have a perfectly fine first name of Mary. But yeah. then I found out all of her siblings had right, the name Mary. Right. But mm -hmm. I didn't know that at the time. Gwenny. Yeah. This guy's name was Ira. And I kept calling him Ezra to my mm. friends. Um, so my friends would be like, how's Ezra? And I'd be like, oh, you know, whatever. And... Then, like I remember, I would remember his name's Ira. Well, the the problem is, if you know anything about finance, you know that uh, there's such a thing as an IRA, which a lot of people call IRAs, and uh, so it's just like this weird. 
weird. Like I don't think it's sound. It, uh, the name is kind of no. Blah, that's very particular. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. What about last names? Like being women, right? Have you ever seen a last name where like, yo, I cannot I've, do that? Because you've got an A last name too. Yeah. You'd have to go to the bottom of the no, alphabet. No, I don't. Possibly. I don't mind that so much as like bad last names. We were talking about one not that long ago. Which one? I can't tell you. You can't say it because it's the last name. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't say yeah. It. But um, there's some bad ones. Out I used there. to work in a pee factory. And have I told this story already? No, I thought this was a joke. And then, he is in urine? Yeah. And, uh, what? Like, uh, is this a bit? No. <laughs> uh, Speaking of our fan art, we yeah. got to show that. Was that Jen that made that? Yeah. yeah. Jen made like a, a <laughs> fan art. I don't know how we pulled it up, but I worked in, in, Slack, Mike, I worked um, in a toxicology Kyle. lab and I had to pour urine samples from the cup into the little test tubes. And then like you would Is this print- at Georgia Tech? No, this was over the summer at USF. Okay. I, my aunt right. was working in a toxicology That's lab. That's wild. And basically, P lab people that yeah, people that were on um, certain types of painkillers or stuff. I guess with their insurance, long term drug mm. use or whatever, they had to take a P test to make sure that they were. I guess taking. for insurance reasons that they were taking uh-huh. it and not oh. selling it and not selling it or something. So they would there would be this cup and then there would, you would. Uh, You'd print a label, put the label on this cup, put a label on the test tube, and then yeah. pour the urine in. Uh-huh. Let me tell you, pee comes in all different <laughs> shapes, shapes and sizes. sizes. And colors. Colors. What made you think to tell this cloudiness? story? Cloudiness. So because many. I saw. Cloudiness? Yeah. Cloudiness, Ooh. color, thickness. What was the weirdest no! color? Some, some pee can be very viscous and thick, kind of syrupy. And then some pee. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. yeah. What was the weirdest color? Because uh, I heard that it can be green. Purple. Green tasted the worst, but. <laughs> um, that was bad. That was bad. So <laughs> I every time I worked there, I worked for like three or four hours a day or something. I don't know. It'd be like weird shifts. But um, I saw maybe 200 names because I would print the name yeah. and put it on the tube. Mm. And I saw the weirdest, oh, the sure. weirdest names. And then what would get really weird, where it's like God does exist, would be like, <laughs> I know this person. Last no, <laughs> <laughs> and they're pee- that would have been weird. And, and those I would drink. Tastes great, <laughs> viscous. Uh, so what would be really weird was when the last names would line up. Like what I mean is like, there would be like a Jessica Barefoot, and then like a Kevin Shoemaker. Oh, and that's I'm like, weird. You could have been a matchmaker at the pee factory. Like you guys, and you know what I would do when I would find those like that? Put them together. Kind of mix their pee a little. <laughs> so, so devious. Well, because I, I feel like if you mix. If you mix pee with someone, you're destined. You're married. Well, forever. I think there's something about the urine that when it's mixed together. Have you and Daniel it's mixed super pee? urine? <laughs> that's a very personal question. <laughs> you don't want to talk about it on the podcast? Well, no, I mean, think about it. Like, you pee in a toilet, someone else so pees in the take toilet. Take it a like, turn. Who knows? Yeah, it's you not know? that weird, I guess. Yeah. Children pee in the toilet. In fact, we probably, I mean, in, oh, this, yeah. in this toilet Oh, yeah, right you've here. mixed urine with so many people. Yeah. It's honestly a little, like, it's it's probably a theology of the body issue mm-hmm. that we should bring up more. Yeah. That should be the next chapter in Christopher do you guys, new book. So if you see a dirty toilet, do you flush it before you pee into it? If it's, at my, if it's at my house, wait, dirty on the outside or pee in no, it? No, pee. Like, do you pee oh, into it? Oh, no, I flush it. Oh, I, if it's at my house, I don't flush it. If there's logs, I try to hit the logs. Okay. If there's <laughs> more than urine in it, I do flush it. Mm. I just don't want to waste water. And if like it, oh. if there's pee in it and you're just going to pee in it, what, uh, you know. Ben is never going to share this I episode. 
That's a great episode. <laughs> we're going to clip out that part. So many yeah, different should. things. Well, we're going to wrap up this episode. Uh, thank you guys so much. I think this was really good. The interview with Ben was great. Yeah, Hopefully we so. get him in the studio soon. Yeah, I um, think he would. He definitely. Dies. I bet he would want to take a headshot on our plant wall. Have you noticed how many people are posting plant wall headshots? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's we kind of weird. It. We started a trend. We definitely started it. In fact, we Edmund Invented and I put together plant wall. two yeah. plant walls. Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, we it did. was our fingers were just destroyed. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to the show. We uh, give us. Um, go to YouTube and subscribe if you're not. Uh, we had someone reach out to us and say that when they started watching the show, it adds a whole new dimension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and do think most, it's better on YouTube. Most episodes there are. There's a lot of glances and visual elements that we throw in there. Yeah. So. Visual elements. That's really great. Because it's yeah. produced so Like our faces. It's produced very well, the Kyle. Workings Kyle, it's great to have you back. We missed Thanks you, Kyle. so much, man. We missed yeah. you. You guys are too kind. Yeah, <laughs> we are. Honestly, yeah. we are a little too kind. So. Okay. Yeah. That's you're all right, Kyle. You're doing okay. You're Wait, fine. they're tapering. They're ghosting. <laughs> You're not getting fired. You're firing yourself. (laughs) And that's a command. Make it a new twist. That's gaslighting. That's gaslighting. You're not going to gaslight me. I'm a male. I'm the gaslighter. (laughs) The big thing, though, is that you should go to drinkstudiocoffee.com and and get some of this great old coffee. Have some studio time at your studio, at your places times. Have some studio time in your places. I've seen people doing coffee flights. So I think we should, if you buy four bags of studio coffee, then you can make it in four different ways. The other thing you should research is um, uh, coffee enemas are really good for you. Right up the butt, huh? Yeah, where you take a tube and you funnel it in. If you use studio coffee to do a studio, no. Studio coffee enema. A studio coffee enema. Or no, no, Please it's not an enema. Us. It's a colon cleanse. Please Stu- record A coffee it. colon cleanse. Okay, that's very on our channel. Yeah, that's way <laughs> different. Very different. And Wait, what's a colon cleanse? Wait, what's the same? It's no, the same, same. No, an, 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 an enema goes up. So. A colon cleanse goes through the mouth. It's like people no, who no, no, no. stick alcohol up no, no, there no. so it doesn't go through your liver. No, no, no. Faster. Colon cleanse you can do where you go in. The butt? Through the out. In through the yeah. through the exit. Yeah, there's a guy that there was like one of these health dudes on Instagram that I followed, and he said that every morning he does that. A coffee? What, what? waste of coffee? He gets a funnel and he no, pours. No, it, it, it the membrane's thin and it gets the caffeine to your bloodstream. But it also had other health benefits, not just like it had health benefits. He that thought. is never sharing this episode. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening <laughs> to the show. We will see you next week. Woo! Bye. You're gonna die. Finger guns. Hey! Minus five, four, three, two, one. Booster ignition and liftoff of Discovery. You're gonna die. I'm Raymond Arroyo. We'll see you next time.